And we need And especially for those moments when this campaign was at its lowest ebb, the African-American community stood up again for me. <laughs> You've always had my back, and I'll have yours. Always had his back, right? Saved his campaign. I said at the outset, I wanted to represent this campaign to Saved represent campaign him look like South America. Carolina. Look. Saved, saved election night. Joe Biden <laughs> said, I got y'all back. Joe Biden is fucking funny. Hey, man, um, have they let out nonviolent criminals for marijuana no. offenses yet? No. Right. They ain't letting these niggas. Any, anything reparations based? No. I mean, I mean Canada has a reparations. Look. Oh, okay, none of that. <laughs> uh, how about no not warrants? Have, have, can we at least sign an executive order so we could just get a reprieve? No. Four years? No, not, not that either. Mike won't Joe Biden to do All right, what let's he, see here. We got, got um, here to do. Student loan reform, you know, black black people. We went to college. Nope. Matter of fact, there was, a, there was an article we written out that blacks going to college have not closed the wealth gap the way it was supposed to. Mm. Matter of fact, not only has it not closed the wealth gap, but now trade jobs mm. are the higher paying jobs than college jobs now. Like there's trade jobs that pay as much as STEM jobs now. Absolutely. Okay, so so Joe Biden. <laughs> When you say you had our back, did you mean what? You scratch our back? You pat us on the back? Come pat on, us man. on the back. That's what Come he on, meant. Man. We no, we miss her. Did he give y'all a stimulus check or we, was that Trump's we, too? We miss her. We miss her. So, I, I, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Joe Biden. Anyway, terrible <laughs> fucking week for Joe Biden. Um, we cannot. There's. We can't polish this turd. We can't put no lipstick oh, on gosh, this fucking here pig. Go. Here we go. Um, with everything that's going on in Afghanistan, it's looking. It's looking terrible for. The Democrats. I don't know how. I, I don't. I don't know how the Democrats win the election. For the record, I'm I'm nonpartisan, but I lean left. I, I, anybody who knows me, you, if you follow me, you know more than twenty fucking minutes, you understand. I do. <laughs> I do lean left because the far right is just batshit fucking crazy. L far left is batshit crazy as well, <laughs> but the far right they they're batshit crazy and they like lynching people and shit. Like yeah, they embrace absolutely. racism, whereas at least on the left they like racism. It's different, <laughs> right? Like there's one one you want to sleep with it and live with it and caress yourself with it, and the other one just want to hug it. All right, so like both sides are racist, but as black people, we tend to just fuck with the side that just want to hug racism and not the side that actually wants to worship it and turn it into a god. Um, Afghanistan is fucking terrible. It's and, a horrible situation, and I'm pissed off about it. Right, like okay. I'm, I'm pissed off about Afghanistan because Talk to me. it it was an area. So here's here's the thing. I get tired of areas that are moderate, right? Um, the Persians, the Iranians were moderate until we put the Ayatollah in charge. Okay. Um, same thing with Lebanon. Like Beirut was considered the the Paris of the Middle East. Okay. You know, at, at, a, at a given time. And it's the same thing. So Afghanis and Iranians are actually the same people. They just, they have, they have more of a religious uh, mix up between okay. the two, but they speak the same language. They're, they're like the same genetic DNA makeup. They would do an ancestry test. They're the same. So most Afghanis are moderates, mm. you know, which is why a Kabul was able to take off. Now, now I say this brief history lesson to say what pisses me off about this is that you have the women and the children that was going to college and getting educated and, and wanted to change the area. Right? Mm -hmm. The men did not put up a fight. Mm. And we know what this podcast like. We always talk about the accountability yep. and the responsibility of men. And we getting into that later too. And, and, well, we're gonna and, get into and it. I, and I know people say this. <laughs> it's easy to say that from 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 over here. You know, I would have a hard time leaving behind 
my wife and my children. Absolutely. I really, really would. Like I, 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 I've had to make some hard decisions in my life that I've mm-hmm. never discussed online because I, I don't want my son to listen to them <laughs> or anybody else to listen to them that might need to know. But there's, you know, every time there's a hard decision to make, mm-hmm. I've made, I've made that hard decision. When I see the Taliban just walk into your city and you just hand it over, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even fight. Look, no one wants to get beat up. Absolutely. I not. understand this shit. Look, I would never forget when I was in college. Uh oh. I used to want all the smoke sometimes. <laughs> I used to want all the smoke. So I remember, I believe it was my freshman year. I, I, we was at we was at some young lady's apartment. Me and one of my homeboys oh, probably gosh. watching. And oh gosh. One and, and so some guys had called down to the young lady's apartment, mm. and they were like, "I hear guys in the background." You know, because they liked one of the girls or whatever. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we liked the same girl. I I can't tell you what was really transpiring there. But anyway, it ended up, you know, it ended up being, you know, two young, you know, men going back and forth. One was on the phone. One was here. Um, long story short, the area that I'm from, the place that I'm from, I don't really take <laughs> most threats seriously because, you know what, if, if, if you want to do something, you're going to do it. You're oh, going to talk about it. Okay. So I thought, so, so these men... These young men were saying that they were going to come and kick my ass. Oh, gosh. Right? I didn't take them serious because I was like, if they was actually coming to kick my ass, they'd, they'd be, be there already. Yeah, and they, and, they, and they were not there. So, long story short, mm. my homeboy that was talking shit with me. I can already see where it's going. He ends up going home. I end up falling asleep in the apartment, right? Oh, gosh. Now, I'm saying all this because I know y'all saying that it's easy to say what you won't do when you ain't there, right? Absolutely. So I and I and I and I, and I told you I had a problem with all these Afghani men running off. All right. Long story short, um, we we we're in college, so you know there's twin beds, right? So I'm in one. I'm in one of the the, the young ladies' bed, not okay. with her. I was just you know I fell asleep. I was in one of their beds, and I get like awakened at like two, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so like, and I'm asleep. So I feel somebody like grabbing my foot. So you know, I like wake up or whatever, like lift my head up. Yeah. And dude, I it could have I could have sworn it was a hundred dudes in this bedroom. <laughs> I could have sworn it was a hundred. I mean, it wasn't a hundred, but you know, I, I'm half sleep, my eyes are groggy, and I was like, "God damn, <laughs> these motherfuckers really drove three hours to come kick my ass." Yeah, you was talking cash. Yeah, I was talking cash, right? <laughs> I was like, "Damn, they really came three hours." So I was like, you know, it wasn't nothing I could do, so I just put my head back down. I was like, "Bro." First, I, I, I'll never forget. I did say this because I, I am always a smart ass. Yeah. I was like, bro, y'all really drove three hours to whoop my ass. Because <laughs> it's a hundred dudes in there. So I'm getting my ass whooped. This is not, I'm not winning this fight. Yeah. You're I'm not 100% escaping. sure that like, I don't care how much I can fight. I'm like, yo, I'm going to get my butt whooped. I know that for sure. And I just put my head back down and they were like, you know, all the stuff that you imagine, you know, full of testosterone mm. motherfucker saying to you, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I got my head back down because I'm like, yo, if I get hit, I'd rather them hit me in my back than like, hit me in my fucking face. So, fuck it. I'm not turning around. Oh, we got a <laughs> so, they, the dude ended up, like, grabbing my leg. So, when they, so when one of them grabbed my leg to pull me off the bed, I'm getting somewhere with the story. <laughs> I hop up. I get in the corner. My back is against the wall. All right? By this time, the adrenaline's flowing. I can see six dudes. All right? Six strapping dudes. They play football. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, I'm like... <laughs> So I looked for the smallest one and I was like, yo, only thing I'm going to try to do is grab that smallest one and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to hurt him to a point that he'll scream enough that it'll make them stop. And then I'll take, I'll, I'll buck out of here. That was my plan. 
Such a bad plan, but go that ahead. That's a terrible plan, but everything was terrible at this point. It, it doesn't matter what I was going to do. I was going to take that L. Long story short, I, what happens when fights happen, I got sucker punch. So when I got sucker punch, I was about to hit another dude, but the girls who stayed there jumped in front of me. She ended up getting hit. I love Stupid. black women because, you know what, y'all are the real ones. Yeah, that I... stopped the fight, and <laughs> they left the room like fucking idiots, and I ended up having to jump out of a third-story window. I had to bail. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bail. So I want to say, <laughs> when it's six on one, you should bail. Absolutely. But if it's one on six, you should not bail. And in Afghanistan, they okay. have more soldiers than the fucking Taliban. So I don't want to hear this weak ass shit of they were afraid to fight. It was more of them mm. than the Taliban. That was weak fucking sauce. Um, That's a great story. And let me tell you why that was a great story. I remember one day uh, we were out of town. Where would we? Somebody going to be like, yo, is he on baller alert? <laughs> Y'all stop being nosy. Um, used to be. We was in a we was in Miami, and you told us about how you was in some girl dorm and you jumped out of a window, but you never <laughs> gave the backstory. So that is why that shit is fucking funny. I do not tell most. I do not tell most of everything because for one, the internet is forever. Absolutely. Some stories I would never tell online ever, 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 and yeah. I would deny, deny, deny if anybody asks. And some of and some of them are so wild that. If it wasn't somebody there, you wouldn't believe it. Yo, shout out to my 15,000 followers that's watching this on my story right now. They <laughs> really enjoy that. Um, you got your video for the 50 kids? Or that's coming later? That's coming later. That's coming I later. Um, so you sent me an interesting video um, from a young lady. Hmm. And it was a video about dating. I'm about to pull this up right now. My, I don't know where might be finding these videos at. Yo, I... <laughs> So, you know, believe it or not, most of the stuff that comes to me actually comes from a female. Really? So, I, so a lot of times when people think that I'm, like, sitting here and, like, picking, like, fights with women, I really don't. Most yeah, of these I... be coming from my homegirls, but because y'all never hold one another accountable, y'all like, oh, like to make somebody else <laughs> bring Mike, this shit up. Mike, Mike early in the pod is telling women they unaccountable. I got into it with some ladies on Twitter. They are not accountable. There's a lot uh, of men that's not accountable too. So I know sometimes it's not we bang on the women. We go. But in our circle, man, like we really do be like, nah, bro. I did get into it with some ladies on um Twitter about colorism and how uh my my thing was more people have experienced, in my experience, more people have experienced colorism from women. In black women, I said actually, than what we like to talk about. Or I said yeah. actually from that. Now she got into it. She said, "I said colorism was women's fault. Is there is you know responsibility?" Oh, you, you got a red herring, logical fallacy off the off the yeah, dick. Yeah, so and a whole another conversation. We ain't even talking about this. In the in the <laughs> in the grand scheme of it, when we get done to the end, I realized she was talking from emotion. I'm not calling her emotional, but she was talking from emotional from. And I told her, I said, I did not even use those two words that you said. Yeah, I said. Yeah, and I said, you can actually. Your group can represent a majority of the people that's involved, but you're not responsible for a majority of the actions. Yeah. And I was like, so I never talked about the actions. I'm just saying every dude I know has ran into a woman's like, yo, you not. I like somebody darker. I like somebody lighter. I said, dudes, personally, we don't say, yo, bro, we can't pick you up in basketball because you're too dark. That is true. We don't say, yo, bro, we're going to the club. I'm not going to be your friend you can't because you're dark. You skin. can't come out with me to the club yeah, tonight because yeah, you're yeah. too light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Women talk about how they do that to each other all the time. Ooh. But anyway, Ooh. she went on, her followers was going in, and I was just like, it's cool, sis. Yeah, fine. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like, what what like you got to understand, like where, like, where is the win? Sometimes yeah. there is just no win. So, but my thing is, we're getting to this point, and I think we said this is totally off topic, by the way, but we got into this point where men are finding ways to say, you know what? I'm not related to you sleeping with you or dating you or actively trying to. So because there's no win or because it's not worth it to me, I'm not even going to try to help correct or be willing to be educated myself in this situation. I'm going to let you state your shit and I'm going to keep it moving. But yeah, I mean, many, because relations. I, look, I know I know that we, we mentioned Kevin Sammy sometimes on the podcast <laughs> jokingly. But one place where he's absolutely right is what he used, you know, and this is this is wholly his sign language. Mm. Right? Shame, insult. What is it? Shame, insult, guilt need to be right. Okay. And when you're having a conversation with somebody, you know, and, and you know, first thing they want to do is shame you or insult you. Yeah. Right. You know, and then, and then from there it's like, well, I want to guilt you. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay in privilege. Matter of fact, I just had a discussion with a really good friend of mine because she did not want to get vaccinated. Mm. And I, you know, so I, you know, jokingly pretty much start calling her anti-vaxxer. <laughs> she, she's not Well, she is on this. So I guess by, by term she would be. And we had the conversation and she just went, she, she went places that she didn't have to go, but she wanted to win the argument. Yeah. So the first part was like, you know, like shame, like, well, you know, you bite your nails, right? Mm-hmm. Which she's, she's absolutely right. If y'all watch this podcast, you'll notice that sometimes I bite my nails, but for the most part, I don't. And I don't <laughs> even have short nails. It's just, it's just a, it's a habit, habit yeah. that I'm having, that I'm having to break. I don't mind her saying that, but she wanted to bring that back to me in shame. I need her to hold me accountable regarding yeah. that. Right. But Absolutely. when you try to use it shamefully, that's wrong. Right. Mm. Then she went to insult. She was just like, you should have been working out all this time. Mm. You wanted to take the vaccine because you didn't work out. Right. <laughs> Even though I've been working out for the past year, maybe a year and a half. I bet right? say it's probably been about a but, year. She, and but half. she's bringing up stuff from five years ago. Right. She want to insult me because, you know, because she works out every day. She has an amazing, you know, shape. Right. Shout out and, to then, her. and then she goes to <laughs> guilt. Right. Then she goes to, you know, as a man, you don't understand women's bodies. You know, someone is always telling you what to do. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, and then by the end, it was the need to be right. And I just told her, like, hey, if you feel, if you feel that by the end of this, you know, like, whatever choice you make, there's a, there's a decision tree that branches off from it. Mm-hmm. And those, everything that branches off from it is a consequence. Whether mm-hmm. it's a positive consequence or a negative consequence. So your decision creates this decision tree. Mm. If you're able to accept positive or negative, whatever decision that you make, then this decision is wholly yours. Absolutely. I'm not trying to make you do anything. So to that point, yes, I'm saying that it's hard for people to hold themselves accountable. It, Absolutely. It has to be someone else's fault. To your point, we're going to talk about this with two of the guys, right? Mm-hmm. That accountability. They're, the reason why we don't really see in our circle accountability is because we do call one another out. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, you know, and we do it gracefully and we do it mercifully. Like the conversation I had with my home girl this morning, I was like, Hey, I'm telling you this cause I love you. Yeah. And it didn't really bother me. I recognize it, but I understood you weren't in a state to, to talk about it yesterday. I want to tell you about this today. Cause I was like, if you're doing it with me, your homeboy that you can share anything with, that you can talk to about anything. Oh yeah, you guess, ripping somebody. Guess, guess what you're ass. doing to people that that's close you to shooting you. Shooting ass. You shooting ass. I was just like, <laughs> that's not the person that you want to be. From what you've told me, that's not the person you want to be. Bro, she over there flaming people. Yeah, she Flame. is. She is. She absolutely is. All right, man. Let's get into this video. This is gonna get interesting. Let's pray that Mike does not go crazy. 
Hold on. Come on. Oh, there you go. I hate Instagram. Um, remember we did a video on Lizzo yesterday? And I was talking about people with a low self-esteem come from either a place of shame or they come from a place of grandiosity, right? So when you're in a place of grandiosity, um, you can have, be boundaryless. And when you have no boundaries, that's when you're abusive to other people in the way that you talk to them and treat them. And um, that is something that I see in the black community way too much. And it's a lot, more of, lot, of, lot of grandiosity. Grandiosity. Like, is, I'm the greatest, look at me. And you are nothing. And, you are nothing. And, oh, and you know what else I see? This relationship failed because there's something wrong with black men. Mm. This relationship failed because there's something inherently wrong with black women. I do not agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think. You want me to keep going? No, no, no. We, That's we, good. No, we we can stop there. And 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 I I I agree with her on the blame game. Like there is no fucking accountability in our community. Is everything is someone else's fault, right? Like mm. you know, a boy breaks up with a girl. You know, all women ain't shit. Girl breaks up with a guy. All men ain't. It's shit. a cycle. Yeah, it is. It and 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 it's not a good cycle because here's the thing. Everyone say, this is how I know y'all don't go to fucking. Uh, they go to therapy, Mike. <laughs> they don't go to therapy. This is how I know y'all don't go to therapy. Because I've taught the fucking therapists. And I know <laughs> what the fuck therapists say. And I know how therapists hold you accountable. I believe y'all lies when y'all say y'all go to therapy. <laughs> I know. Way. I don't. I know better. I know better. And, 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 what, and, and where she's right is, it goes back to the old saying, right? Hurt people hurt people. Mm. And we, we do we do not understand why boundaries exist anymore. Right. Mm. Like we feel that with people that we love that we shouldn't have a boundary. Right. Like I should be able to do anything. You mm -hmm. know, and one of the parts I did, like she mentioned with parents and children, mm -hmm. because you know, as black kids, we don't, we do not have any privacy. And no. I ain't saying that black kids should. Yeah. But, but, but when I am saying that you, we need to be aware when we're crossing a boundary. Bro, you right? remember your pe pe people wouldn't even let you close the door. No, you, my son <laughs> can't close the door. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I mean, I get it, but you got to understand when you're crossing a boundary, right? Mm. You, there has to be a, there has to be a reason for the desired result, mm. right? The desired result just can't be because I said so, right? There has to be a reason behind it. And most of the time when we're in these relationships, when we're, when we're parenting, there's, there's not a lot of reasoning behind the desired result. You know, it reminds True. me of a reminds me of the story. My dad, my dad is a pastor. He, you know, and he would tell the story in church that um, his wife used to cut the bottom of the roast off and throw it under and throw it under the roast and put it in the oven. Mm -hmm. And you know, he was like, "Babe, why you always cut the end of the roast off and throw it under the roast?" Mm -hmm. She was like, "I don't know. My mom used to do that." So she calls her mom. Mom, why do you cut the end of the roast off <laughs> and throw it under the roast when you put it in the oven? And she was like, "I don't know, baby." She was like, "My mama used to do it." So, and then, you know, she calls her mom. She's like, you know, hey, mama, why would you, you know, the, the young girl's grandma, why would you cut the end of the roast off yeah. and throw it under the roast when you put it in the oven? And she was like, baby, the pot was too small. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what is the reason for the result that you're desiring? Sometimes we're just doing things because it's just habit. Mm. And, if we're, and if we're saying that we're in a rotational trauma, right? True. The, the the worst thing or the the least thing that we could do is understand why are we desiring the result? What is the reasoning behind desiring the result? And that falls back on are you going to be accountable?
for for your actions? Are you going to be accountable for the things that you're talking about? Are you going to be accountable for the things that you said? Not if then, if you do that, then I'll do this. And not because you said, I, I was terrible at this. I, I, I'll be the first to admit. Whenever I, I used to get into an argument, I had to say, well, this is what you said that, to make me get in that argument, right? Mm. It's not my it's not my fault that I went off on you. You said this and that engaged me into the argument. Look at Mike admitting to his toxic trait. Yeah, when I was <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, when I was younger, not a kid. But you know, but now, you know, if some if someone is using, you know, to, to quote to quote Kevin, if someone is using sign language, right? If okay. someone is using shame, if someone is insulting me, if someone is trying to guilt me, if somebody needs to be right, I no longer have that desire to say well, I got to be right, right? Mm. I, I could just, I can relent. Like, what am I losing? True. I'm not losing anything. True. Matter of fact, I get my time back because I, I'm not going to argue for the next hour and a half with you. Absolutely. So I'm going to let you go on and on and get it off your chest. And then I'll come back the next day and be like, hey, can we talk about some of those behaviors that you exhibited yesterday? Yeah, you know, um, my dad told me once I got married, he said, um, don't keep score. <laughs> So I was like, what? He's like, hey, man, we'll give you a piece of advice. You. He's like, do not keep score. And I laughed at it because I'm like, well, I do that now. Yeah. That's, that's my thing right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> you know. But it's it, my it, city boy trait. Yeah, that's my trait. Like, I know what I know yeah. where, where we at. Look, I know who turn it is to do this, to do that. You know, yeah. whatever. And then I realized, I'm like, damn. But it kind of goes back to what you were saying with him saying that to me. It's like. You got to cut out some of that trauma and some of those things that you experienced to say, yo, we cannot have that going forward. No it's, not gonna, it's not going to it's not going to be successful. It doesn't again doesn't mean that you can't cross boundaries. Right. Sometimes yeah. people are wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a kid needs correction. Sometimes we need correction. Right. Doesn't mean that you can't go across that boundary. But are you doing it in love? Right. Mm. This is the biggest part about masculinity that 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 no one is talking about right now. OK. Right. Men are supposed to be caring. Men are supposed to be supportive. Men are supposed to be gracious. Yeah. A, a, a man supposed to have the ability to offer grace. You don't offer grace from the bottom. You can only offer grace from the fucking top. Mm. No one gives a fuck if you're on the bottom and you, <laughs> and you say, I'm sorry. But when you're up top and you say, I'm sorry, bro, that shit resonates all the way down. When everyone knows that they are cared for, when people understand that I can make a mistake and it's not the end of the world, it's going to push people harder. Because they're not going hard for themselves at that point. They're going hard for you. Absolutely. So mistakes are part of the game. You don't get wisdom without failure. Absolutely. How the fuck would you get wisdom if you never <laughs> fucked up? Right? Yeah. yeah. It's the ability to fuck up that makes people smart. You know, I hope um, our community can have time to sit down and communicate this shit. We don't, though. In, know, in this country, I know we just don't. We do not have Joe Biden. We did. We started the podcast <laughs> with Joe Biden saying he owe us, and what have Joe Biden gave us? Uh, nothing. This dude ain't even sent us a stamp. He, you know what I'm saying? So like, we ain't even got the Harriet bill. Yeah, yet. yeah. So yeah, we ain't even got the Harriet bill. So it's like, but so what has to elevate our community is the black man. This podcast ain't for every black man. I can't tell you how many times we're gonna read the same post of the week at the end. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I see us wanting to be emotional in our decision, mm -hmm. right? I want to make my decision based upon my feeling. Man, we don't have, we, that we don't get, right? Like if, if, if that's the ice cream to the chocolate cake, you don't get, you would never have ice cream on chocolate cake. Yeah. You got to get over that shit. 
and you got to just move on from it. Does it suck? Would you like to have ice cream? Absolutely. Are you ever going to get it? No. <laughs> Not happening. Grow the fuck up. Be accountable. Man up. Mm-hmm. And understand that being a man isn't just being, you know, in charge. It's also leading from the behind sometimes. Absolutely. You know, in, in, in the strongest wolf packs, wolf packs, uh, what they will have is in the front, sometimes they'll let the young wolf lead, the alpha Absolutely. wolf. People think that's the alpha wolf. But in the back yep. are the fighters. Absolutely. Right? Those are the people that can actually save all of the wolf because the older ones tend, tend, tend to be in to, the middle. To, to lead, well, be towards the back, middle yeah. and towards the back. Mm-hmm. So all the young you know, wolves, all the old wolves, anything that could actually be attacked and killed and yep. eaten tends to be to the back. So what happens is the stronger wolves are at the back to protect them. Yep. So you got to understand, like, where do you want to be as a man? Um, it, it's a quote. They, they attributed to General Hercules, but I read that it's not here. But he basically says that, you know, out of every war, you know, 100 men goes to war. We probably used it before. He was like, 10 don't belong there, right? Mm. So sometimes there's men in our circle that just don't fucking belong. Can't Thanks. do nothing about it if, you're, if your circle's big. Yeah. He said 80 are targets, <laughs> right? 80, like, you go to war. 80 are just fucking targets. Yeah. He said nine are fighters. And we are lucky to have them because they make war. Yep. And one, one is the warrior. And the warrior job is to bring everybody home. Mm. That's his job, to bring everybody home. But if the warrior went out there by, by himself, he could get picked off because he's by himself. Absolutely. But when you got 80 targets in front of you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you got 80 ain't shit dudes in front of you, that helps you, that helps you win. When you surround yourself with fighters, that helps you win. And those 10 dudes who absolutely don't belong there, they're distracting too. They they belong too. But the dudes dudes that want to be fighters and dudes that want to be warriors, we have to understand, we don't get the ice cream, bro. Yeah. That ain't ours. The 80 get the ice cream. The 10 that don't belong get the ice cream. <laughs> you got to be willing to be like, bro, it's my job to get everybody fucking home, though. I got to be accountable. I got to be the leader. It's my job to win. Winner, winners focus on winning. Winning. And losers focus on the winners. Mm. That's all. Remember that. Like we got, we got to do better, be better, grow stronger. Come on, man. We got to pull it together. All right, man. What you? What else we got to discuss? Five star ripping Drake and Kanye a new one. Oh, let's go. Let's go into Drake and Kanye. What's going on with them? So, all right. Let me tell y'all something. I must tell Pusha T, you are a freaking genius. So those who do not know, when Drake and Kanye got into their last little beef, um. Pusha came out. He did a full interview and still remained in his job and position, which I find amazing. And he he talked about how Drake and Kanye are like play friends. And he's like, they the type of people who's like, they shoot at each other all day. And then when it's time for either one of them to do something, they go around each other and, and use each other for what they need and keep it moving. Yeah. So I say all that because Drake on his last album spent half of it dissing Kanye. And now they back in the studio hanging out and they friends and shit. And it just makes me even more realize like how corny and me and you started. We talked about off air just how weird men are. Yeah, yeah. Men, and like, men, like to men, me, that's men, some weirdo men, shit. Men, men are weird, but here's the thing: like, <laughs> if you ain't if you ain't willing to actually eviscerate someone, I, hell, I think this is either the forty eight or the art of war. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. But basically, saying if you're not if you're not able to eviscerate your enemy, you don't have an enemy. Yeah, true. So, so you know, if they're not willing to destroy one another in real life, yeah, then there's no reason to actually play that they're not enemies, in, you know, and play life. Like the Taliban was absolutely going to kill the president of Afghanistan. Absolutely, he has an enemy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to eviscerate his ass. <laughs> mm. So he actually has an enemy. 
But, you know, the Taliban and the warlords, probably not so much enemies, right? Absolutely. You know, they, they fight when they have to. Like, bro, you, why the hell are you in my opium field, yeah. you know, this season? <laughs> you know, but outside of that, like, yeah, like, yeah, we cool. We cool. We'll make it work. Yeah, um, work. You want to get in this Draymond and KD interview? Man, I heard about it. I didn't listen to it. Well, I, excuse me. I heard a little bit of it on um, on radio because it was actually on sports radio yesterday. It was, really? it was a big deal. But I didn't hear the podcast that they were on. So Draymond is starting a new podcast. Um, I, I definitely believe Draymond is going to be on TV one day. Um, I think he's going to be worse than Barkley, man. I, I was going to. Okay. To be fair. Yeah. I was going to say he's going to replace Charles Barkley. But I like Charles on TV. No, man. See, Okay. So <laughs> I like Charles on TV. But Charles sometimes does some revisionist history. Well, Charles sometimes at like he ain't never ring chase. He ain't never go after the money. He was never a bad um, guy. Charles Barkley is like your drunk uncle who tell, <laughs> who talking and don't realize like he used to be you, but he giving you yeah, all the advice exactly. and you know, all that shit. No, I, I um, would agree. I would agree with and that. And so it's an interesting interview because they're talking and it's like first thing that bothered me was Draymond is talking to KD, asking him all the questions that Stephen A has asked. That Shannon Sharp, when he was challenging KD online, has asked. That um, everybody who on Twitter who KD feels like responding to has asked. But the thing that bothered me, they get to the topic of what happened in Golden State. And the conversation turned into, um, you, you know, Draymond said whatever. And then KD was like, ultimately, that helped, that led me out the door. Yeah. And he was like, and Draymond goes on his rant about how management told me I need to talk to you. They told me I needed to apologize. And he's like, I laughed in their face. And he kept joking, and then he goes, yeah, I feel like they messed it up. And KD goes, yeah, the management did mess it up. They didn't make us talk. And the only thing I kept mentioning, the only thing I kept thinking of, is 15 of y'all on the team. Yeah. Why do y'all need y'all coach and owners to come in and say y'all need to talk? And what, I, what really hit me at the end was Draymond Green's um, unwillingness to be held accountable for yes. his actions on how he broke up a possible dynasty. Well, he absolutely broke up a dynasty, and I appreciate Draymond. For that. that's, <laughs> like, that's the only thing good that I like about Draymond Green. Bro, it's like you talking and you was like, oh, Bob Myers, I laughed in his face. First of all, I, I, when I listened to the interview, I said, oh, Draymond's trying to get traded. Yeah, I see, and, and, and that's the thing. To your point, no, neither – and I heard that portion of it where mm-hmm. he was blaming Bob Myers mm-hmm. for, for, you know, like they can't make y'all – y'all grown men. They can't yeah. make y'all – really do anything I mean, Absolutely. They, I mean they could find you and do a bunch of stupid stuff but i mean as men i'd rather be like hey i'd rather y'all just figure this out on your own yeah but you know draymond Dray, draymond he runs a little bit of the seemingly fake tough guy you know thing. absolutely and and kevin durant doesn't come across as the most aggressive type man. absolutely he's you not know, aggressive on, at all. you know <laughs> on the planet so i can see how this i can see how this conversation transpired the way it transpired but I don't blame them for not giving us what we want, right? Like, what we want is Kwame Brown and Matt Barnes, right? Yeah. Like, that's what we want. Absolutely. You know, and I don't, in real talk, I think if Kwame Brown and Matt Barnes actually were in front of each other, I think they'd have a conversation. I think it'd get loud. But I don't think they fight because I think they both real dudes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 when, and real, you know, the whole quote, right? Real recognizes real. Absolutely. Like, I know that, you know, if this conversation has to go somewhere, we're going to put hands on one another and we're not going to be nice about it. Absolutely. So most of the time, men like to restrain themselves from that, right? Look at look at your governments. Look at your nations, right? Mm-hmm. Russia don't like America. China doesn't like America. America Facts. don't like China or Russia. But Facts. everybody's restrained. Everybody's like, 
Uh, is it worth it? it? Is exactly is it worth it? So, but when I look at Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, I don't get those restrained vibes. I get those ducking vibes. Like absolutely, I'm gonna poke my head up and I'm gonna say something. And then if you get too upset, then I'm gonna take it back and tell you I was joking. I don't really get that. You know, like nah, Kevin, I I ain't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause that would have been real. Yeah. You know, Draymond, like, bro, like, bro, you average like nine points a game without me. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, absolutely. how you gonna sit here and be like, you, 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 the reason why we successful? Like, bro, for real? Absolutely. I'm, I'm the best player in the league right now. I mean, I'll get at the KD. KD right now is the best NBA player on Thank the planet. Thank you. He's the greatest of all time. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had this long conversation before the podcast started about Apple checking people's phones. All right. I don't think I'm saying that. <laughs> if Eric Snowden is against it, I'm against it. For the all, for y'all who don't know, you should know. Um, if you have an iPhone and you upload pictures to your, no, it, just if you're attached to the cloud, you're attached to the cloud. Yeah. Apple is going to scan your pictures to see any type of pedophile um, things that's going on in your phone, and they will automatically flag it. I think after a certain amount of time, then you know, something, yeah, they use it or what. What they're doing is, I mean, to be so to be clear about what I've read is they have a database of images. Mm-hmm. And if your phone has those images and they're in the cloud, it, it, it like geotag, well, it not geotag, hashtags it. Yeah. So basically, basically, so they don't see the image. They just see what the image hash should be. Uh, but if you follow like security or whatever, yeah. they're already, um, they're, they're computer, like white hat, white hat hackers that are already saying like, hey, this image of a dog has the same hash as this grocery bag right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they have the same yeah. hash because they don't see the pictures. They just see the okay. hash. Now the here here's the thing. So what happens is someone <laughs> reviews that and is supposed to just, you know, kick it out, right? Like yeah. no, that hash, it was wrong. It was incorrect. The reason the problem with this is they scan it from your device. So there's no more true end to end encryption. Okay. Right? So we think end to end encryption meaning from my device to someone else's device. Yeah. All right. That's not what end-to-end encryption means in the tech world. They mean that the moment you send it yeah. and the moment the other person receives it, it can't be intercepted in between. Absolutely. So not your device. It's just in between. It's a slippery slope. Why? It's because. <laughs> all right. So everybody remember the, the scene in Dark Knight where he was like, let's turn on every phone because he wanted to find. Yeah, yeah. The, the sonar. The, that was yeah. My joint. And, and he was <laughs> and it picked up on everything. Yep. That's what that's what this allows your phone to become. Everyone is going to be like, yo, that sounds far-fetched. Not really, right? Nah. If there, if there is a, if there's a terrorist attack and they say, hey, it's a red, you know, GMC Sierra truck, mm-hmm. right? And that's all they know. Yeah. And they got to find that truck. Yes, what they could do is grab everybody information that was taken any videos, that took any pictures, mm-hmm. geotag, and they can actually piece together where that truck went. Right? Yeah. Sounds good for terrorism, right? Yeah. Doesn't sounds good if you have a dictator, dictator, or authoritative government. Absolutely. All right? So, it, so it is a slippery slope. At some point, we got to understand that we cannot give up every everything to keep us safe for all of our freedoms. Right? Absolutely. Well, I, I believe I believe the quote goes: "Those who give up essential liberties for temporary safety deserve neither." Mm. Well, I mean, think about it right now. We got Siri. So they can hear everything. Yeah, we got like Alexa. Siri, I, so I be, I, sometimes I just have my, my my AirPods in, and I'm just talking, and she'll be like, what did you say? And I'm like, bitch, I ain't talking to I you. I ain't talking to you. And it happens. <laughs> and so you got that. You got your ring cameras. Yeah. You have, um, 
we laugh now, but like, bro, think about it. My wife asked me, she said, yo, I want to get a uh, new shower here. And I'm like, cool. So her thing was, we should get one of the ones that got play music in it. I'm like, why do our shower here need Bluetooth? You yeah, know no, like, I, like we get to the point where we have limited privacy everywhere. You know, I, yeah. I, I think I remember I said this meme was like, uh, my wife told me a joke, you know, like I laugh, the kid laugh. Uh, the dog laugh, the toaster laugh. I yeah. shot the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> like, like everything is becoming, you know, automated Absolutely. to the point like everyone is a part of the conversation. I laugh at um, Fast and the Furious is when they um, um, when they kidnapped Vin Diesel's kid, and I remember that scene. It was so cool because they were in Philadelphia, even though they lied and said they were somewhere else. But <laughs> you know, um, part of the movie is they were able to turn on all the cars and move them. And I'm like, yeah, I hope people know that's real. Like, yeah. you could do that. Like, if they wanted to, you know, whoever your car is with, they can shut off your car. If the, if the government oh, be like, yo, look, that red, you know, Tahoe that we looking yeah. for, that's the terrace in it, shut it down yeah, right they, now. Yeah, they can shut so, it down. And, it, and, and, when you get auto, and when you get autonomous driving, they'll be able to move your car. Yeah. They'll be able to take your car. Shout out to Tesla. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, these things are coming, which is why, you know, when I'm old, and gray. I hope to be someplace that's gonna be a little bit more old fashioned. A little bit. Yeah. Hey, one of y'all gonna not pay y'all money for y'all Tesla, and they're gonna <laughs> self drive that shit back to the dealership. <laughs> Junk gonna be classic, dog. That's gonna be classic that, for real. That is gonna be classic. Um. All right, man. Let's get into our videos, man. All right, man. What we doing? We doing uh, what Kevin was right. Let's do it. All right. Shout out for those who do not know, Mike loves Kevin Samuels. You know what? I enjoy the sassiness, man. I'm always tell y'all I enjoy that shit. All right, here we go. Let me see if I can pull up the video real quick. To make your babies everywhere and putting yourself a potential risk for a piece of ass is not high value behavior. <laughs> I've said it for years before I got on here. Shout out to Aubrey and Preach. They pulled up a video. I asked the guy three years ago, how much coochie is enough? Mm. Too much. If you got to, if you got to rank your manhood by the amount of uh, inches on your on your on your notch on notches on your bed post. <laughs> your manhood is rather cheap. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Now, so for those who not know, uh, Kevin Samuels talked about measuring your manhood based off the amount of sex you have. Well, and, and discipline, because a lot of men lack dick discipline. <laughs> <laughs> like they do. Like it's a, it's a lot of men. Bro, I, I, I had a roommate, man. Mm -hmm. uh, my dude, my dude. The reason why he and I stopped hanging out. This is when I first started coming into my 30s. Mm -hmm. We could plan anything. Okay. We could be like, all the fellas, we, we, we grabbing our bikes, we're riding somewhere. Uh -huh. All the fellas, we going out to watch the game. Yeah. This dude would be like, like if, if a chick called him, yeah. any chick, right? <laughs> Not his main chick. Any chick called him. He'd cancel what he's doing and he'd run off. And we'd be like, bro, like, we'd be like, man, dude, that's chick behavior, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, we could all be sitting down, you know, got our beers, Man, he get a text. He getting up and go and leave. We be like, bro, you you for real? Like, you don't watch the game, you know? And then and, and like, you know, like we weren't saying it like, bro, we gonna miss you. We don't want you to leave. But yeah. we were just saying it like, bro, do you not have any dick discipline? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is like it necessary the, for you. Yeah, to do like this. the moment the moment the opportunity arise, you're gonna always drop whatever it is that you're doing. And here's the thing with this: these men with no dick discipline, <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah, we go we go listen to this right here. Oh gosh. Children? 28. 
16. Terrence. Yeah. Four. Four. Children. With. Two different women. Yeah. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost five children with four. Almost five. Yes, I have Talk to me about an almost five. <laughs> I have another baby due November 22nd. So four children. Four children. How many mothers? Four different women. Four different women. Yes. And you got a baby on the way. Okay. Huh. And John? Uh, six baby mothers, 11 children. Jeez. 11 children. And Jumani? I have six children with four different women. Four different women. Now, here's what I want us to get. All right. Now, she goes on to say, now, I do have a problem with this because it's bullshit cannon fodder. I hate <laughs> because it makes it because none of those women are there. Oh, and, absolutely. And, 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 and again, it always goes back to accountability. Mm-hmm. But this is the problem that I have. Okay. 20% of the men in our community make 70% of the babies. Okay. 20% of the men make 70% of the babies. That is five guys. Those five men have 50 baby mamas. 87 kids, five men. That's disgusting. How many women are saying men ain't shit? 50. How many ain't shit men is it? Five. Five, but it's, never mind. It's 50. (laughs) 50 women have allowed these ain't shit men (laughs) to see their womb during their ovulation cycle. Oh, I got a bunch of bad feedback on that. Women telling me I don't know how women bodies work. I, look, look, ladies. All I said is scientifically, if the if the egg isn't there, you can't get pregnant if it can't get seeded. I'm trying to make sure men understand the exact same thing. If that egg isn't there, you can skeet all you want. If that egg is there, you can't skeet all you want unless you want a baby. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> if you don't want baby with women, the, the minimal conversation you got to start having with women is, hey, are you on birth control? Hey, can you verify it? I, I, I think this is management one-on-one. Expect, if you check what you want to, ex- oh, excuse me, expect what you, check what you need to expect, right? Okay. If, if you expect it, you better check behind it. So if a woman's telling you she's on birth control, she should have no problem verifying to you that she's on birth control. And you should have no problem explaining to her, hey, babe, I don't want children unless we're married. Yeah, well, that's what we got to get to. And if that's and if that is a point of contention, y'all don't need to be sleeping together. Well, a lot of people want to be baby moms. Do the fellas want to be? Well, you know, here's the thing. That is true, right? Because we got evidently fifty women. It's five dudes. You know what? Out of those five dudes, I'm gonna give ten of those women a pass. Between okay. between seven and ten, get a pass. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't know that they had an ain't shit dude, or they didn't know that he had another kid. Yeah. But 40, 43 of y'all. 20 of them definitely did not care. Yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> as a man, do you want to sleep with a woman like that? Do you want to sleep with a woman that absolutely don't care if she have a baby by a loser? Mm. Right? As a man. No, you should. And if you don't care, you want these loser as men. Get off this podcast. Stop watching. Or give us some engagement. Downvote the shit. Post in the <laughs> comment section that you hate it. And we'll call your ass out on the next fucking podcast. So that's all you got to do. I'm laughing because my mom is in the live, the live talking about amen. <laughs> <laughs> that's why this is funny. And on that note, <laughs> we'll probably move to the simp post of the week and we she can wrap said, this up. She said, we need to ask those men, do they have mental issues? Yeah, No, you do. Yeah, you do. Like why, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And But, but here's the thing. This narrative destroys all positive black men. Absolutely. Because you, because everyone, everyone has to pay for what the twenty percent is doing. Mm. 
everyone has to pay, right? We're gonna go to sent, we're gonna go to the sent post of the week. But okay. like men, men, men are, are leaving their marriages, right? Excuse me, leaving their marriages or relationships. And it's not that they want to leave the children; they're just leaving the woman. The relationship is broken. It doesn't work. And then they're having to go to court mm. and fight these narratives, right? Like that, that men don't want to be involved. Mm. I, I, I am, I am in, I am in like bitter baby mama groups. <laughs> and bitter baby daddy groups, like I'm in these groups. We need to do a post a week from one of these groups, dude. But they here's are the thing, great. Like, you can't, but you, the, <laughs> you can't. Like I don't post in them because it's they're so toxic. They but are. I, but I like to see like what what are people complaining about? And I'll see, dude. I'll see. I will legit see women post that you know the dude cannot come see his kid unless she supervises the visit. Mm. And it's like. He ain't have to supervise. Like he even had to wear a condom. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he had to supervise the visit. Like what are you talking about? And, and it's like and it's like it's over and it's over and it's over. Or you have or you have guys that'll be like, you know, I got one baby mama that's straight, and then I got another baby mama. Like, bro, why you got two baby mamas? Yeah. Why? Why do you have two baby? Bro, get get look. If you got more than two baby mamas, stop dating right now. Go back. To your dating pool, because evidently you got you you had like the dude who got five baby mamas or ten baby mamas, bro. Why you out here dating, bro? The dude who got sixteen, yeah, he had like twenty something kids, dude, Like That's disgusting, that, bro. That, what? Who is sleeping with this guy, bro? When you go on that first date and you be like, oh, so what did you do? You tell me, bro, didn't mention his kids because if he did say, oh, you know, yeah, I want to go see my kids. Oh, how many do you have? You can't even make enough money, bro. Bro, bro we have seen Antonio Cromartie. Run Absolutely. out of money. We've seen Travis Henry run right. out of money, bro. You can't TV. make enough money for these for, for those amount of bro. kids, bro. You see how much these kids eat, dude. This is Sultan work. <laughs> this, is, this is not regular man work, bro. This is rich man work, like super rich. Not like you. If someone signing your check, you should not have five baby mamas. If yeah. you signing the check, maybe, maybe, but still don't do it. <laughs> um. All right, let's get to the simp post of the week. This is my favorite part of the podcast because, um. Women, y'all really don't like these simps. That, that to me, is mind-blowing. And for the men that's listening, since this is a male podcast, a men's podcast, um, y'all can quit with this. Because they don't like it. And they we do not like it. They, they hate, hate it. They literally... They hate simp posts, man. Bro. They hate it. Like, why do y'all Why do y'all do this to yourselves? You they, know what happened with simps? Like, she'll allow, you to take, she'll allow you to take her out to eat, and then she'll tell you to drop, you know, drop me off at this house. I'm going to my girl's house and she's actually going to her dude's crib. It's a great story. Oh gosh, I got to find it for you, bro. It's a great story about a dude, a good dude who was in college and he was hitting on this girl. She invited him out. He went out to eat. She was like, yo, I want you to drop me off at my girl's house. And a dude came outside to turn on the light porch for her in his boxers. It said that <laughs> he thought he was dropping on his girl's house. And he was like, man, I went home. Um, I was pissed off. She called me in an hour and was like, hey, my, I'm done with my girl. Can you come pick me up? Oh, and I remember reading that. Yeah, like, yeah, and the dude like came to the car with the girl and was like, yo, thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Still in his drawers. <laughs> and he was like, yo, I realized I got played. You like, got, yeah. So, like, you went and took it to the groceries. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. It looked like a thread or something. Yeah, Greatest bro. story of hey, all time. you know time. what, man? And look, man, look. Look, sometimes you do accidentally simp. Like, that I have. Yeah, yeah. But we, like, we talk about people who simp on purpose. Ooh, now, I this one right here. I'm going to read it. It's not the worst sent post of the week, but I did want to read it because it, it it played into the topic for the day. It was like, my boy gave his baby mama $450 a month for his daughter, 
His baby mama friend suggested that she should put him on child support because she'd probably get more. The courts ordered him to give $183 a month, and that's all he gives. He That's all he gives her. Nothing more, nothing less. Is he wrong? Now, the no. reason why I, I picked this Sorry. as a simp post is because he's talking on behalf of his boy, for one. And he should he should go to his boy. Thank you. Let, let, for okay, one, I'm let, glad you clarified that because now I see just, the simpness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the simpness. All right, but let's be clear, fellas. All right, I'm I'm, I'm anti child support through the through the through the court system. Okay, because the courts take money from it. Okay, like, so 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 like for, that's that's the biggest thing. All right, first thing first, take care of your kids. One, mm-hmm. you know, so whatever it is that she needs, you should be able to provide it. Absolutely, you know, two one hundred eighty three dollars ain't ever enough, bro. Nah, it ain't ever enough. It's right, not. like the four <laughs> the four fifty probably helped. Yeah, you know, but the one eighty three was never enough. But the comment section is why I posted this shit. Because it was so many men in the comment section saying, nah, all you should do is give her the 183. Y'all. Bruh, I'm like, dude, take care of your kid, whatever the cost is. Absolutely. You definitely should. Um, I laugh because I have a homeboy who was in that exact situation. He was paying. Yeah. Baby mom got pissed. She took him to court. Less. They ordered him to pay less. He's also, and he was like, I laughed. He's like, I started giving her less. This is the same homeboy who um, we talked about maybe two episodes ago yeah. when I was talking to. And he was like, yo, once I stop being petty with her, he's like, she calls me for money now. I don't ask her for what. Yes. My daughter is with her. She's getting the money. Once she stops so, being petty. And you, exactly. And you know, there's a lesson in not being petty when you in certain relationships, especially with kids. But to go back to this, this is a simp post for those who did not catch it. Because homeboy is writing on behalf of his boy, hoping that women come there and be like, yeah, he wrong. And then you can start sliding their DMs, exactly. start trying to holler at them, and so, you making so this all good. You, you doing, you, you're, you're working off your boy's clout to get yeah. women to comment. Like, and, bruh, it, yeah. And you know what, how I feel about that? The same way I felt about in that group that we in, um, I think a lot of y'all make up Facebook shits. So I, that y'all y'all make up Facebook scenarios so you could just hear yourself talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely think a lot of that goes on. But I mean, here's the thing, like Facebook is going to be the place that, you know, people whose love language is words of affirmation and narcissistic, <laughs> it's gonna be where they live. And we have to remind ourselves that, you know, the the good women and the good men for the most part are people who love language isn't words of affirmation and people who aren't narcissistic aren't gonna be posting on there the most. I stay away from women. Like people yeah. always like People didn't. People do not know when I'm in a relationship. People do not know when I'm out of a relationship. Because I'm not posting her. Absolutely. I don't not. need to know what the fuck she did before I met her. No. Nope. Don't fucking care. Don't want to. Really know. don't need to know. If I need to know, I'll ask her. Um, and I'll make it safe enough for her to tell me whatever it is that I ask. I still don't know. Not one boyfriend my wife has ever. Don't had. need to. For what? For what? I don't care. I've told her. Somebody asked me something about, um, we was talking about relationships. I was like, I don't know who she ever dated. I said, brother came up and was like, yo, I know your wife. We used to date. I'm going to be like, bro, you telling me something I don't know. Because yeah. I didn't care. I don't care. I don't care. Hey, I'm with her. Absolutely. I chose her. And shit, if a woman chooses me, like, yo, she chose me. Like, she don't give a fuck about my goddamn past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, should a little bit, but. Yeah, you might. <laughs> hey, look, you should know enough about their past to make yeah. sure they don't have twenty five baby moms. Exactly, that's, that's the biggest you, thing. That's yeah, what you that's need the to be checking thing. for. But we also need to create safe environments where we can talk about these things, and it's not shame, insult, absolutely <laughs> guilt, right? Because those are the reasons why we don't talk about things. We do, as men, you do have to create an environment. We were talking about my friend earlier that we were talking about the sign language, shame, insult. 
our our friendship is to the point to where it's, we could have those conversations. It was to a point that I could recognize that she was a little bit out of bounds, but I knew why. Right. Mm. And you know, and, and one of the things one of the things that I tell her all the time that I hate about our friendship is that our friendship is the kind of friendship I want with a wife. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. nothing sexually, not even emotionally, but just that ability to be honest, that ability to have a conversation about anything without having to deal with shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. That's so healthy. Right. Absolutely. And it's like when you know, if I, so if I'm dating a woman, I want to give a woman that. Yeah. I want her to know that hey, you can you can tell me anything. Now, women, let me let me be clear with y'all. Uh oh, here we go. Drop this shit up front, man. I don't not need to be married to you for five years and then you be like, oh, you know, I had a baby and you know I put it up for adoption. <laughs> you know, like, bro, let me know this shit early. <laughs> we need to do the things you need to get off the table <laughs> first day. Oh, I got a question for you because I was on another podcast. Yeah, this is so random. How many dates do you go on? Before you look and see if she's going to try attempt to pay for dinner, uh, you know what? <laughs> so here's the thing: if I if I invite somebody out, I just automatically expect to pay. So I'm just I'm just I'm just one of those dudes. Now, if a woman asks me out, because this, this is the thing, I like I'm new to this this this, this shit of women asking men out. I ain't gonna lie, yep. I'm new to it. <laughs> I, now, I'm not new. I'm not new to women asking men to come over, right? Used yep. to that, <laughs> but I am new. <laughs> To women saying like, yo, would you? So I've learned that if a woman asks you out, normally she's going to. She's going to pay. Okay. It still makes me uncomfortable. I ain't going to lie. I don't Absolutely. like it. I don't like it. I, don't I hope like my it. wife pay for dinner tonight, though. Like, Well, I mean, a relationship is different. Like yeah. your wife or your girlfriend <laughs> is different. But when you mean women, like it, it does make me uncomfortable. So to answer that question, like how many times? To be honest, dudes, like, bro, if, if you can't afford to date, stop dating. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if if it's coming out of your pocket and you're like, damn, man, this is the ninth time, right? What, yeah. what, what did you say your pops told you? Don't keep score, right? Don't keep score. So, you know, if you're like, yo, if you if you the type of dude to be like, yo, this is the ninth time I'm going to pay for dinner and she ain't try, bro, stop dating. Well, you never stop get into dating. the ninth date with me if you ain't paid you. <laughs> I'll tell y'all that right now. As the young boy who represents the young boys on this pod, we getting a date for. However, you still not paying on date four, but that's not the point. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. you gotta at least fumble in your purse. Ladies, fumble in your round in your purse on like date four Dude, or five. They ain't gonna fumble, man. Yeah, they, they you know they No, you know, no, ladies, don't y'all take this advice because y'all like dating these goddamn fuck boys. Yeah, they and, do. And you start fumbling if you want to in the fourth fifth date. <laughs> yeah, you better pull Yo, something out. <laughs> Sometimes I can tell y'all ain't paying for shit because y'all y'all clutch is too small, y'all purse is too small. I say she ain't got no damn wallet in there. Hey man, no sometimes way. they dress to let you know they ain't about to pay for nothing. Hell no. Nah. Or they ain't about to pay for it with the card. Um, I'm going to let everybody know before we get up out of here. Y'all need to check out Illmatic and the Clive Davis story on Netflix. It's two docs. Both of them are great. Did you know that Nas dropped out of school in the eighth grade? Uh, not really. That I knew makes... dropped out. But I did not, I did not know that, Ill, that Illmatic and Clive Davis was on Netflix. Yeah, check both. And then they got a Barry Gordy one. But I haven't watched that yet, so I can't speak on it. But the Nas story was just amazing to me. To hear how his dad came to him in the eighth grade and was like, yo, be a man. You're going to have to man up. you not attempting shit in school. You don't care to be there. We keep changing schools. You ain't got to go back to school. And ultimately, his dad said that and some other shit broke up him and his mom. Like that advice he gave to Nas and his son. And he was like, uh, you know, it was just interesting to hear. I think you were oh, like, oh, you it. know what? Two two things on that. Okay, looking at where Nas at today. Absolutely. Was his dad wrong? No. Woo! See, that's the hard. That's shit, the hard man. shit, bro. That's the hard shit that we be trying to talk about because a lot of times it seems like it's bad. And when you said that, I forgot one of the things that I wanted to mention at the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
So we talked about how terrible Joe Biden was, right? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> the worst. If Joe Biden, so right now we're saying it's bad because we pulled the troops out of there. On Friday, Joe Biden, if Joe Biden says on Friday, we're not pulling the troops out because it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Who supports him on Friday to make that decision? I mean. Nobody supports I him, mean, bro. Yeah. Everybody would say, you're weak. It's the wrong yeah. decision. We need to get our troops Especially home. Especially the other side. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we would destroy him for making that decision. And in retrospect, that is the right fucking decision. Yeah. That it goes back to what we always say on this podcast, man. It's like, yo, as men, we have to be so sharp. We have to be so measured. And a lot of times we're not because we're not disciplined. And this society doesn't really give us room to be the kind of disciplined men that we want to become. Mm-hmm. But but that's just two prime examples of of a man doing the right thing, and it don't look like the right thing in the moment. Absolutely, but it's absolutely the right thing. Like, do we get Nas if his dad, like his dad, looking at him like, boy, you ain't doing shit. Yeah, you not. You, we wasting time. Yeah, leave school was probably the kick in the ass that t- made Nas become Queen. What is it, Queens, Queens City, Queensbridge Investment? You know, yeah. group. Yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. the shit comes from. Absolutely. That's where it comes from. It was interesting. And then the Clive Davis story is just mind blowing. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm going to watch that one first. That, it, it Clive is, Davis is wild. It's two hours. It's over two hours. And it's actually mind blowing. And I'll put it like this um, you could tell today he still missed Whitney Houston. I'm just leave it at that. <laughs> and as, as he should. But just yeah. his, his leadership, his mind. I'll tell you one little thing that I noticed that's so small in the dot. His um ability to understand how powerful a handwritten letter is. Yeah. Mind blows me. And if you know anybody, um, I've worked in jobs where they they don't want you to go type up shit. They want you to write a handwritten letter. And for him to recognize how much power that would bring just for his statue keep growing and him him handwriting letters to people and just making sure they got it. Yeah. It's mind blowing. But anyway, man, we want to thank y'all for checking in. Shout out for, shout out to everybody. I had my mom on here and my mother in law on here listening. Wow. And yeah, um, hey, we be cursing up. Yeah, I didn't want to tell sorry, Mike because I didn't want him to stop. I'm sorry. Cursing. I'm sorry, mom. Hey, and we're gonna holler at y'all next time. Holler at your boy.